Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Vera Shafiq podcast, real and relevant discussions on business, marketing, technology, and digital. I'm your host, Vera Shafiq, and I talk to people in business and marketing who care about doing marketing the right way and want to be proud of the work they do. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and review, and I hope you enjoy the show. Talking of doing marketing the right way, are you a digital marketer looking to sharpen the saw when it comes to your professional skills? In that case, I highly recommend the University of Florida Digital Marketing Certification. I'm honored to be a member of the steering committee for this program, which has been developed for marketing professionals of all levels and teaches you how to apply principles and techniques that drive success in marketing in the digital age. In this course, you'll get to solve real world challenges and use practices developed by top companies, while digital marketing experts and professional instructors guide you through every step. Visit the link in the show notes for more info. And now let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Today I have a very special guest with me. He's very special to me anyway, and it is my husband, Max. So welcome to the podcast, Max. Hey Vera, thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Uh, This is a first for me. (laughs) Let's see how it goes. Yeah, I'm very excited to have you. Um, The reason I invited Max on the podcast was because he, um, as a profession, is an agile coach. And what he does is really implements the agile approach, uh, you know, to kind of improve performance at various organizations that he works at. But anyway, I'm going to explain, ask him to explain what he does because I'm really bad at explaining it. So Max, let us know, uh, what do you do for a living? Yeah, I think, I think you got the first bit right, which is I'm an agile coach. Um, yeah, it's a little bit more to than what you just stated, uh, but uh, in its simplest form, I go into organizations, uh, Fortune 10, Fortune 100 type of organizations, and uh, I'm part of a team that does, uh, does an agile transformation, um, so also known as just a transformation or digital transformation. And so the, as a team, we have uh, various uh, specialities. Uh, we kind of focus on certain areas. In my particular case, recently I've been focusing more on the uh, what's known as a program and team level uh, coaching. Uh, so generally speaking, there's a portfolio program and team level. And from time to time, we're going to move around and we just keep sharpening our skills in different areas. Um, so that's basically what I do. Uh, in terms of the coaching itself, uh, is coaching and mentoring. And what happens is that uh, we work uh, for three to probably six months with the team of people. We kind of uh, bring them up to speed with the, the principles of Agile, what is Agile, how, do, how can it help them. And uh, we basically continue to work with them until they get to a certain point of uh, uh, maturity. Okay, awesome. Yeah, thanks for that detailed uh, explanation. Um, And you're currently working with Ford Motor Company, correct? Uh, That is correct. I've uh, been at Ford Motor Company for the past uh, three years, which is uh, really a long time for a coach to be. 
uh, at one place. Uh, they're based out of Detroit. So uh, as you know, I uh, uh, travel on a weekly basis, or at least used to, until about uh, a year ago. And uh, I think the whole world knows now that uh, COVID was the reason why people stopped traveling. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of miss my travel, to be honest, right? I mean, I enjoy spending time with you, Vera, but uh, I also <laughs> miss my independence, as they say. And um, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that uh, this COVID thing is over now and I can uh, go back to work. Yeah, I think that would be great. Um, no, are, are you saying it would be no. great in the sense that <laughs> not <laughs> you're trying in a bad to get rid way. of me? But yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm not going to lie. I did, I did enjoy when you used to travel because that used to give us our time apart. And, you know, as they say, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So, um, but yeah, I think, um, and plus you used to invite me along on your travels sometimes. So I got to travel oh, yeah, with you. Yeah, definitely. We, so. we kind of made a plan that every month uh, you will be going to a different city. And I think we started off on that. We we did, I think, four months worth of traveling all over the states into different cities. And then suddenly everything just came to a screeching halt. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to travel, getting back up and running. So, um, But to get on track is in terms of why I wanted to talk about Agile on this podcast, because, you know, as my listeners, you all know that this podcast is about marketing and business. And um, Agile is obviously an approach that has been adopted for many, many years by many, many organizations and is quite a popular approach and methodology. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about how Agile or, you know, what, first of all, what is Agile and how can it be applied to other lines of business such as marketing because there is a phenomenon or concept at, known as agile marketing. So we'll talk a, lot, a little bit about that later. But first of all, Max, can you explain in a nutshell what agile is and why you would say it's better than a traditional methodology of running projects? Sure. Um, so let's uh, start with what is a traditional methodology of running a project. And so the term that comes to many people's mind is waterfall, right? So what that basically means is that you spend, uh, say, 30% of your time up front planning the project itself or the intricacies of what needs to be done and when it needs to be done. You go up to people, you ask them, uh, how long is X task going to take and how long is Y? So then you, as a project manager, would uh, lay out a plan basically from beginning to end and then there's different phases there's the initiation there's the so initiation planning development and then the testing so we're kind of using IT as an example here but you know in the other industries and other uh, areas there's a similar kind of uh, phase that happens with the traditional project management now the problem there is that is, uh, you know, pe people kind of guess at the amount of time it's going to take to get something done. So the entire thing is this big plan put together with end dates um, that may and, and actually may not get met. And uh, if one looks back at statistics, uh, over like 80 to 90 percent of projects never get done on time. And so that's a problem. And so where Agile came in, and it's, it's been around for a, a while now, right? But it's definitely taken um, hold in, in corporate America in the last 10 to 15 years. It, it, it ba it's based on the assumption that everything is a guess, right? And that we're going to do things in smaller increments. And, and rather than waiting till 
all the way to the 11th hour and, and telling our sponsors, hey, we can't meet the deadline or we're going to slip. What it does is on a, on a every two weeks basis or every weekly basis, whatever the sort of increment that we're working with, it keeps informing us of what the progress is, how if we are going to meet it or not, and also delivering smaller pieces of uh, um, value, right? So we're not going to wait like 10 months and say, okay, this is now suddenly the project is done, but we're actually giving, we're delivering small increments of value every two weeks or every month, depending again on the, what the setup is. And so agile is an umbrella term given to different methodologies and some of the more popular ones are Scrum and Kanban, uh, which, uh, but there are other ones and some are more suited well for technical environments and then others like Scrum and Kanban are suitable for any type of environment, whether it's uh, IT or marketing or accounting or whatever. Awesome. So it sounds like what you're saying is that Agile is an iterative process and that breaking your workflows into two-week periods potentially, you know, and two weeks is just an example, uh, makes it a lot more of a um, valuable and um, productive way of doing things. And it sounds like that two-week period is what you would call a sprint. Is that correct? Yeah. So it, it is uh, iterative and incremental at the same time. Okay. So it's not just one thing. It's not just uh, iterative. Um, and uh, breaking it down into those two weeks. So you, you have, as teams, when, when this um, whole thing is set up, you either say, okay, are we going to do it on a weekly sprint basis, right, which is the time increment, or is it going to be every two weeks, three weeks, or four weeks? Uh, so it, it depends on, on the needs, but generally speaking, we're we going to look at two-week increments. And so, yes, yeah, so every two weeks what happens is during that sprint time, you uh, ahead of the sprint, you say, okay, this is the things that we're going to deliver. And then at the end of the two weeks, you have a celebration and a, and a demo, if you want to call it, where you show off the work that you've done. And then there's a, a role of a product owner. Um, I know we haven't spoken about roles, but there's a product owner role. And then the product owner is really the keeper of what's known as the backlog. And the backlog is all the things that need to be done and can be continuously prioritized. Right. So in this particular case, right, so the two weeks work gets locked in and then the ability to reprioritize, which is a really key important thing and distinction between the traditional project management where once the scope is set, you're basically locked in for the scope for the duration of the project itself. But in Agile, we welcome change, right? So there is no change management. I mean, the, the whole uh, one of the big things is that there is going to be change and, uh, and change is inevitable. And so um, given the uh, sort of world environment and the global environment where the, you know, things are just happening so fast, where we, organizations have to be able to adapt very quickly to change. Now, whether it's a small organization or a large one, it's still we're facing the same uh, challenges. And so that's why Agile is, uh, is, uh, is Agile, right? Yeah. It gives you the ability to uh, incorporate change and uh, do things in smaller uh, increments or chunks. Yeah, that's great. And so when I think about that, um, I think about applying it to, to my line of business and what I do every day, which is marketing. And it sounds like it would lend itself perfectly to a marketing environment because marketing changes on a daily basis. And, and sometimes when we're working on projects and campaigns, things come up and we have to pivot and change. And rather than being bogged down in one set of deliverables that we've promised for a big, long period of time, 
we would be able to um, use a sprint and a backlog and other things that Agile affords us to do in order to be very adaptable and flexible to the changing environment. So just to kind of let, you know, just to talk a little bit about Agile marketing as a concept, you know, it's been around for several years. There are companies that actually specialize in Agile marketing and training. Uh, one of them would be Agile Sherpas, and I'll leave an, uh, a link in the show notes for that one. That's a company that really devotes itself to doing Agile, doing marketing in a very Agile way. And McKinsey, um, you know, the big consulting group has also has its own methodology in terms of running Agile marketing. But the definition that I found online was quite interesting. A company called Workfront, which is a work management product, defines Agile marketing as this. At its core, agile marketing is a tactical marketing approach in which teams identify and focus their collective efforts on high-value projects, complete those projects cooperatively, measure their impact, and then continuously and incrementally improve the results over time. So I thought that was a very powerful definition. Um, What do you think, Max? Yeah, that uh, sounds uh, <laughs> good as any definition. Yeah, I myself have not had any exposure to um, doing or implementing agile in a marketing team environment. Sure. I, I have had exposure in other environments, but the the key thing is the as long as the principles uh, the principles are very kind of applicable to any area. Mm-hmm. Um, just because things started off in IT doesn't mean that, you know, it's only the realm of uh, IT organizations. In, in fact, um, the, the kind of roots of this were uh, lean and agile principles are outside of IT and management uh, many, many years ago. It's just that the IT industry is very quick at trying to adapt new approaches, and that's why it's kind of took uh, root in, in IT in, in a big way. But definitely it's, um, it's applicable to many other industries and, uh, you know, marketing and the yeah. areas, if you want to call it, business areas, if you want to call it. Uh, yeah, so I agree with you. Sure. Um, awesome. So if, if a marketing director um, wanted to start implementing Agile in their marketing processes and, um, you know, they really didn't know much about it, in terms of how to get started. I understand that there are some basic ceremonies, and these are things that I've actually used in my previous uh, work, working with companies in marketing departments. So I kind of have a, a decent background on it, but I wanted to hear it from you, Max, since this is what you do every day. Do you have any advice for someone who wanted to implement agile marketing uh, in terms of what basic processes or systems can they put in place to get started? Yes, sure. Um, The very basic way to get um, your feet wet or as um, uh, Mr. Wonderful Wonderful says on Shark Tanker, I get your beak wet, is um, to do something called Kanban, right? Mm -hmm. And the very simplest Kanban is to have three columns, which is the to-do, in progress, and completed and so your backlog becomes the things that need to be done. So um, one of the big, uh, another big thing in these agile approaches is uh, to be able to see things visually. So if you're sitting in the same office or something, I would definitely encourage other than having tools, um, electronic tools, right, that you actually um, take a wall up, right, and maybe um, 
put a sticky tape or something like that and make those three columns there. So then the work that needs to be done, right, is, uh, is your backlog, which are your tasks. And so you can see the flow of information from left to right happening. And one of the beauties is, right, is that if there's any um, blockage or a lot of work is gathering in one column, you can visually see it and you can say, well, why is it more work in progress, right? So um, one of the concepts uh, in Kanban is limiting the work in progress, also known as WIP, W-I-P. And so those kind of principles start coming into play. Um, you can, in terms of ceremonies, uh, Kanban doesn't really um, dictate rigorous ceremonies as Scrum does, but you can still use some of those ceremonies. And, and one of the ones is the daily stand-up, um, which is like a 15-minute or less, right, kind of getting together uh, the entire team and just going over uh, basically what their plan is. The, the analogy sometimes I give, right, is uh, say you're having a, a new home constructed and all the trade people show up in the morning at nine o'clock. And so the electrician walks in, the plumber walks in, the roofer, the tiler walks in, and they all just go about their job. And then suddenly halfway during the day, the, the plumber finds that the electrician is trying to do something in the bathroom area and obviously electricity and water don't mix, right? Mm -hmm. And so to, in, in order to avoid that, what you should do is in the morning, get, go to this stand-up meeting and um, basically you go in a round-robin fashion and say, hey, so I'm the plumber, I'll be working in the bathroom from like uh, 9 o'clock to 12 o'clock and I'll, there'll be a lot of water splashing. And so that way the electrician kind of knows that he needs to. So he can kind of coordinate. Mm -hmm. That's one way of looking at it. And um, so just letting the team know. And it's really a team meeting. It's not really a status. You're not giving a status to anyone because as part of the team, right, you're, you know, you're each responsible for getting the work done as, as a team. I love that analogy. That's that's really helpful to think of it that way. Um, so this, the daily stand-up is really, it's just a 15-minute kind of update as to what people are going to be working on that day and maybe talk, do they talk about what they did the day before or is it more about that day and what they expect to achieve? Right. So what happens is that and any, everything in, in the agile world, right, happens in a 24-hour cycle. So okay. we're not really worried about, okay, what we're going to be doing. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's short-term planning and we're not discussing, uh, you know, the, the details here, right? Mm -hmm. But generally, look at everything as a 24-hour window, right? So what are the impediments that are stopping me from getting my tasks done in within that 24-hour time frame? And if there is, then the role of the uh, scrum master or product manager. So those are the, so you're, there's your team member and then you have a product manager, scrum master, and then a product owner. So those are the primary roles that um, are in as part of the team. And so if there's any impediment, let, so they kind of jump in and try and help you with the impediment. The other thing is, as you rightly said, you basically say, since the last meeting, what have I accomplished and what do I plan to uh, accomplish. So you just keep it, keep the focus on that. You know, you're not mm -hmm. really concerned about what's going to happen three days, four or five days from now. Okay. Yeah, that's helpful. So, um, as a marketing director or, you know, someone who's leading a team of marketing strategists or practitioners, I think th this would be very helpful in terms of uh, the team talking about what they are going to achieve that day. It could be campaign setup. It could be a pixel being placed for, for a campaign. It could be copywriting. It could be um, putting together some creative assets, all kinds of things. Um, so I'm going to recap. If I were to start 
agile marketing today and I'd never done it before, I'm going to just quickly give a summary. I think I would make sure I had some kind of board, some visual tool that I would allow the entire team to look at those swim lanes or those columns. Um, and as you mentioned, there are several tools out there that allow you to do that. And then I would implement some regular meetings, um, which would be one would be the daily stand-up meeting, which is a very short meeting. And then probably another weekly meeting, potentially, where we talked about progress or some kind of retrospective. Again, um, you know, I think that that would vary. The cadence of that would vary depending on, on the type of work you were doing. Um, did I miss anything else? Al? Yeah, I, th- I think you have the yeah. right approach, right? So yeah. definitely I would implement the daily stand-up, which mm-hmm. is a good meeting to have. And then on a regular cadence, I would set up a retrospective, which is, which is not really a progress meeting because we're, we're not doing status reports. That's uh, not a word I uh, try to use in, in Agile. That's a very right. waterfall world um, word. And so I definitely do a retrospective, uh, definitely Google, Google it, right? Find out how to do a retrospective, right? You'll, you'll get a lot of uh, different ideas there. You know, like I, I sometimes do something called the good, the bad, the ugly, which basically means what went good, right? So let's put that down on the board and uh, what was bad and what was really ugly. So obviously the ugly are the things that we would, should try and avoid doing like in the subsequent two weeks and, and going forward. Max, you mentioned that, you know, you've got to get people used to this way of thinking because if they haven't come from an agile mentality, it could be a little bit hard to get into it. Uh, Can you just tell me a little bit about some of the challenges that you have faced as an agile coach, someone that implements this every day and and sometimes goes into environments where this is very uh, foreign to the the teams? Um, What kind of challenges have you faced that may have made it harder for you to implement this? Um, yeah, good, good question, actually. Uh, there's, there's a lot of challenges that happen. Um, so, the, so the biggest one is that when we go into organizations is, uh, you know, people are very fearful, right? So, mm-hmm. and, and that's normal because people are fearful of change. And a lot of these places be, um, you know, folks have been doing things in a certain way for, you know, several years, if not several decades. Right. And uh, and they just don't understand. They think we're here to take their no, not take their jobs. Right. But they're, they're worried about their jobs. Right. Sure. So that's a that's a big thing that happens. And then if you've been doing it for so long, um, you know, you're set in your ways. And so the, the key thing is that to understand that it is going to take time. So it's not something that, you know, we can go in and uh, say, OK, this is how we're going to start doing it from tomorrow. So that's why we are there for with the, uh, with a particular team, like three to six months, depending on how long it takes. And uh, with you know, try and make sure that they reach that certain level of maturity. They understand how it needs to be done and uh, basically be there for the team. So that's why having a coach is, in my opinion, really important. Uh, a lot of some, some places I've seen where they don't bring in coaches and they'll just say, okay, we'll set up uh, a team and we'll set up the roles and send them off to a course and they'll come back and start doing things. But it, it is really difficult. It yeah. is difficult there because you do need that extra uh, other person there who can oversee, who's had the experience who's seen the challenges that they're going to face and basically direct them um, in the right direction. And sometimes uh, by design as coaches, we will let the teams kind of uh, drift a little, right? But Mm -hmm. what we don't want to do is uh, have them kind of run aground. So we'll steer them away from it, but we also want them to learn. 
And the best way to learn is to make some mistakes, right? right. Not, not drastic mistakes, but, but little mistakes. Yeah, and that's understandable, especially since you're working with very, very large enterprise organizations like Ford. It makes sense that six months of coaching them and mentoring them and really facilitating the process would be required. I think in smaller um, environments, for example, in a smaller marketing team environment, it would probably be a little quicker to get the team acquainted with the system and get them really bought into doing things in an agile way. But yeah, I I completely agree that you can't just jump in at the deep end and, and suddenly from one day to the next switch to an agile process. It has to be done gradually. Um, and I think the team has to be completely bought into why it's a better way of doing things. So that's awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much, Max, for joining me today. This has been very insightful and has given even me a little bit more of an insight into some of the, the advantages of, of using Agile. And I'm sure I'm going to be bugging you like I always do with questions on how I can make um, Agile a bigger part of my process. So really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Max. Well, that's it for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did like what you heard, please subscribe to catch more episodes, and I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review and share with your friends and colleagues. Visit my website at virashafiq.com, connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Clubhouse, or send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time.